So I've been told that I complain, but when I started a part-time summer job, I realized I don't really complain that much. Welcome to episode 8 of Authentic Christianity. My name is Michael Rett. Glad to have you with us this time. So... Yeah, I um I teach as uh, many of you know. So over the summer, try to pick up some extra hours, take care of my family, and I found this job doing uh, what's called merchandising. You go basically go into like supermarkets, um, have them reshelve, um, layouts and whatnot. So it's actually it's not it's actually a little interesting. I get to be um, basically organizing and whatnot. So what I found uh, after being there really in just a few weeks uh, that. People are pretty miserable. You know, my wife said to me uh, recently, before I started this job, I think I was having some, you know, I was a little sore or something. I was talking about, she said, you complain a lot. I'm like, okay. But, you know, I go on this job, and literally, first day, two minutes in, you know, the people I'm working with, they're talking about, ah, you know, they're probably going to make us do this today. Uh, oh, so-and-so's here. You know, or this guy... He never lets it, and I'm just like, you know, or just how, how people get screwed over. It's like, kind of like a victim mentality. Like they're waiting for someone to really just kind of like hurt them in some way. And I, 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 I you know, wondering maybe it just, that's why people kind of connect instantly. Like, like they find, you know, people we try to find things in common and everything. And um, we don't have to ask what you do for a living because we're all working there. Although it's part-time, so it could be other things. But maybe I think people are complaining because... Um, they know they can probably find some kind of common ground. Maybe. It's, um, I, I guess, I, I don't know if it's like sad. I, I want we to... We do need to be aware that... Um, we never know what's going on with a person. Um, you know, someone's having a bad day, morning, you know, lost a family member, lost a job, you, know, you never lost a job, you, you don't know. I mean, your waiter's rude to you. Obviously, you're not supposed to, waiters are not supposed to be, you know, rude. Um, the gas station person, attendant, um, your teachers, your students, but you know, you never, you never know. And sometimes it could be something really minor, kind of blowing out of proportion. You know, um, people cut you off. I don't know. Uh, the store was out of your favorite syrup at Starbucks, and you know, so you had to get hazelnut instead of vanilla. You know, I don't know. Um, and please, when I worked at Starbucks, it was like one and a half pumps vanilla, and you can tell. I mean, you're paying a lot of money for for a cup of coffee, so I think you get my point. So I, I wonder, are people really just unhappy? Are people just have no joy? Are they joyless? Um, difference between the two, of course. You know, being happy is, is more circumstantial. I think. You know, I think. I think scripture kind of back, backs me up on this. Um, that 
Like sometimes you're sad, you're happy, it's okay to be sad, of course. But but we we can live a life of joy. Um, because we we are at peace with with what God has done for us through Christ, and we can have that joy despite life circumstances. Even when you have the most difficult things happen to you, maybe you don't have joy right away after something horrible or traumatic happens. But you kind of you, you work. It's almost it's like it's it's a peace. I would say joy is like a peace, this inner kind of satisfaction, so to speak. Um, why well, I've probably had a lot of joy. You know, the past couple of years is my son. He brings so much joy, and it's kind of like so much. I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it, it, there's a much more of a, a stronger perspective of what is more important. Where you know, I end up like you know, you can you could spend hours like binge watching, which you know, I don't get to do anymore, and that's fine. But and you kind of like, oh, I get to do this, so this is my show. I'm like, yeah, it's really not that important. You know, I don't, I don't work a nine to five, so I'm not in like some kind of commuter traffic, although occasionally I, I am in traffic and I, I get how that can really wear on a person, but you know what? Sometimes and I, I've gotten aggravated, especially if I'm tired. When you're tired, you get upset a lot more. Um, which is why sleep is so important. Um, it's just the way our brains work. We need to be rested and then we, we can handle things much, much better. Um. But, you know, also working in the store, I realize how blessed we are because, you know, I've always kind of, if you, if you go, you go in a store and you see everything that's there and you're like, wow. But it's easy to take it for granted. But working in a specific section, say, one day I was working with sodas, which I don't drink, um, coffee another day, um, jello another day. And it's just, it's, it's amazing looking at all the different types and brands and flavors there are you know with the jello it was like vanilla sugar free vanilla low fat sugar free like wow free market capitalism go um so blessed that you know for most of human history almost all of human history except for the past not even past 100 years people struggle to eat just to find food to survive you know, this is not lost on me. I think about it, like, pretty regularly in the fact that you can live in, like, a house with, like, air conditioning and outdoor plumbing and indoor plumbing, sorry, um, be able to go to the store and buy our food and not have to, like, go to the market, like, every day, like, go props to fresh vegetables, though, and fruits. That's a blessing, man. You know, we live in, in really the greatest time in, in human history and in the greatest country, I, I believe, um, because you know the Western kind of um, world has really provided with this blessings. Imperfect, of course. Um, at the same time, with so much, you don't have to worry about like food and then you know or survival. You start moving up from look at Maslow's pyramid. People can worry about a lot of really silly things. You know, just look at the stuff we argue about on social media. Um, or like bullying over ridiculous things like what you're wearing. Um, but then you also, if you look at all the stuff that the consumerism, you know, and we get, you know, we, we get something in the mail, we get our Amazon package and we get this little kind of like bump of, not, not a general one, like, um, uh, I can't, it's like when you're, you get a text and you hear the texting, it's like a little, ah, oh, you know, it's like that. Um, or... 
you know, it's just such an addicted society, you know, addicted to sugar and, you know, processed foods. So much so that, um, you know, and there's something that, you know, you can argue that, the, you know, I can get to like, um, big food companies, you know, kind of make their foods that way. And I think there is something to be said. For, there is definitely something to be said for that. Um, but, you know, uh, sugar is part of a healthy diet. They used to be they go, please, you know, a little sugar, of course. I mean, that's not going to hurt anybody. Um, incidentally, I found a really great app called Habit Streak. And you put it in and you, you click that I do X today. So I put in for mine, like, did you do any junk food, sugar, cakes, desserts, dairy, like whatever. But I haven't had any of that stuff for 33 straight days. You know, I don't want to see that number go back down to zero. It's been great. I feel really good. Um, so Habit Street, great app to help you with any habit. It could be, you know, prayer. It could be going to bed by a certain time, be reading, exercise, anything. So I see the positive negatives of having so much. But it still doesn't, I don't get it why there's so much complaining. Um... I do understand being angry when things make you angry. So when I see like you have so much and you see like don't have that much and it makes you angry. So I hear us, you know, you listen to people talk about, you know, there's nothing wrong with anger. Anger is a map. I've said this before. It's a map. It tells you that something is not right. Something is amiss with your values. Um, you know, but anger can imprison us. And if you read like Matthew, you know, Matthew 5.21... Talks about, um, you've heard it said, do not murder. This is Jesus talking. You've heard it said, do not murder. But I tell you, anyone, I'm paraphrasing, anyone who's angry with his brother has already committed murder in his heart. The point being, anger and murder come from the same place. Um, I think there's a little context, again, you know, angry to the point where you want to, like, hurt someone. You need to, you need to, that's where forgiveness comes in. I talked about that last time. We're forgiving people. Freeing that person from... Freeing yourself from that person. Um, there's another great verse in Ephesians 4.26. Um, and this is where... Uh, it says, In your anger, do not sin. So that's where you go. Like, We're going to become angry. You can't help it. Now, getting cut off on the road, yeah. Holding on to that, chasing the guy down, no. But that cut you off. You're like, he did something that wasn't right. Yes, that's going to make people angry. And it could also be, well, and I could have gotten in an accident because you were an idiot. Or, you know, a coworker forgets to do something and you're like, that might fall on me, or now I have to work harder. Yes, that makes me angry. Or you see just anything in the news, you know, you see any kind of killings, murder, I mean, the, the horrible incidents in El Paso this, this past, you know, a couple of days ago, the shooting there, and this guy hated everybody. You know, he hated Republicans, Democrats, he hated Hispanics, and the guy was just a horrible person. You know, evil person. Um, yeah, angry. Angry at that. And really, deep down, what you're angry at is sin. 
Because deep down, it's people not acting as they should, as God wants us to act. Uh, I'm not saying we have to be perfect, but they're, they're, they're recognizing something is not right. Now, I want you to think about this. Um, was God angry with the Jewish people? Yes. Many times. You know, his anger burned against them at times. Does God hate sin? Yes, of course. Does God get angry at sin? Yes. Now, living in the age of Christ, post-Christ, he didn't lash out in his anger. We're not supposed to lash out in our anger. He said, I'm angry because you sinned and I'm perfect and I can't look at sin. But I'm not, no longer going to lash out at you. I'm going to provide a means and I'm going to forgive you. And deep down, you know, I, th I think there's a good amount of self-loathing in the world. I've, I've dealt with it. But we don't like ourselves. We hate ourselves for the things we do wrong. We deal with shame and guilt. And sometimes I'll just do something like be like bingy or something, and just like, oh, I'm an awful person. Because the thought comes in my head, it's like, I'm a horrible person. For something that's really not, it's relatively benign. Like, the guy who, the shooter in El Paso, that's, he's beyond a horrible person. But, I, it's easy to see. Oh yeah, sinner. Each of us, yes, all sinners. Horrible people, Perhaps. God angry at our sin in our life? Yes. It provides the outlet of forgiveness. Through Christ. You just have to say, sure, yeah, come on. See, people say, you can ask this question. Christians might understand this more than non-Christians. When were... Actually, so... When were we forgiven? When did God forgive His people? All people. So once I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, no. God forgave everyone at the cross. And Jesus died, gave up his spirit. Each of us just has to say, yes, I accept that gift. He's already given us the gift. We just have to like open it, accept it, and open it. A couple other things. Um, you know, back to the verse in Ephesians. In your anger, do not sin. It also says, don't let the sun go down. You know, meaning, don't remain angry. Um, don't let the sun go down and you're still angry. See, what that tells me, I think sometimes Christians miss something. I think sometimes we, we miss something. I think sometimes we say, you're angry, you got to forgive, like, right away. And, and do not let the sun go down. That kind of, to me, that's saying it's like a day. So let's say it happens in like the middle of the day and you get really angry at someone. I think God understands that sometimes we need to work through things. Or yeah, we're, we can forgive, okay. And then we need to work through things to come to like maybe accepting that something happens, maybe um, you know, and dealing with the issue. Because we're humans. That's where that emotional part of the brain comes in. Like I mentioned, 
you know, when we when we fall asleep, or we fall asleep, when we are tired because we haven't slept as much, we are crankier, or when we're like really hungry, hangry. You know, for that term. I think it's similar. There has to be a process of like I'm waking up now. Now I'm awake and I'm more alert. So I'm less cranky, less angry. There's something similar with, okay, I'm really angry, I'm all amped up, my emotions have to settle down, maybe go for a walk or something like that. You know, maybe you need, to, when you are angry, you need to change your environment a little bit. Journaling is good, maybe, you know, it takes some inventory, you go somewhere else, go for a drive, um, go to a place that's peaceful, a coffee shop, whatever, whatever you like to do. You know, and then what, what else is really great is ask God to reveal the anger in your life, because a lot of times we have hidden anger. Or we have anger, we kind of know, we don't want to face it. And the reason we don't want to face it, because we have to acknowledge maybe being hurt. But a lot of that's pride, we're being stubborn, so we have to own it. We have to own that someone wronged us, or that maybe even we wronged somebody else. We have to own that stuff. Um, it could be like an untreated wound, you know, stuff that happened when we were younger. Um, you know, forgive the other person, forgive yourself. You know, if another person does not want to forgive you, Maybe you wrong them. If you've done everything you can to try to make it right, hey, I think at that point you're off the hook. So I encourage each of us to keep keep life in perspective. Now, some of us have gone through a lot of a lot of awful things. You know, we've lost parents, we've lost loved ones. God forbid, some of you have lost children, and that I can't, I can't even I can't even. You know, I had friends that, um, the Trampers, Linda and Andy, and they had adopted a baby girl. This is going back maybe 10 years now. And, and she got really sick, and she, she passed away, and she was like a year old. I'm tearing up just thinking about it. And, you know, we went to the service, of course, closed casket, and, and Linda, the mom, and she was like, you know, we just, we wanted to have this, we just wanted to show up. See, show up how wonderful God is because they were blessed to have her for a year. And then, and then amazingly, she got pregnant. You know, they got pregnant on their own. That's why they adopted originally. Um, pretty incredible. And you know, that's stuff that, you know, you can understand why someone would be angry, why someone would complain about life's unfairness. Um, you know, I have cancer. I could still be playing the cancer card. It's been over five years. No, I'm not a victim. Um, so yeah, things happen. Life is unfair, and there, sometimes there is a, is is time to to you know have complain, but not to have a spirit of complaining. You know, just to keep things in perspective. That you know what you know. My friend Mike was here this past weekend. And I'll close with this. Um, we were hanging out, and uh, he's having some issues in his house with his basement, you know, bottom floor really, ground floor. Um, it was all finished. You know, they had a they're having it there to get like the floor pulled up or something like that. And um, oh, it wasn't draining, like the water was getting into the house. So, you know, it took a whole lot, a lot of money and time. And then they put the new flooring in and there was an issue with the flooring. So like, they had to get some back. And like, he's also the kind of guy that likes everything in its place. And, you know, we're talking about it. And, you know, it upset him. But, you know, I saw a real different side of him. He's like, you know what, man, though, no, I want it better. But overall, you know, I got two great kids and, you know, my, my marriage and, and everything, and he got it kept it really in perspective. It was great. Um, so that's that's what we need to do. Remember, 
you know, acknowledge what's wrong, you know, and, and remember, God is bigger than anything, and Jesus faced anything any of us could ever face. So, um, without a close, thank you for listening. Michael Rett, Authentic Christianity. This has been episode 8 of Authentic Christianity. Thank you for listening. My name is Michael Rett. Please give me a shout out, and I'll see you next time.